0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to our very first podcast. My name is Deborah, and I'm here with Carrie Lynn. Carrie Lynn, say hello. Hi, everyone. All right, so we are uh, Diamonds from Coal, and the reason we chose that name is because the difference between a hunk of coal and a shiny, pretty diamond is time and pressure. And between the two of us, we've had a lot of time and a whole lot of pressure. And we're going to share those experiences with you. And hopefully um, you can find your shiny place too. Um, we are Christian women. We will be talking from a biblical standpoint um, about things that affect our daily, things that in the news, we're going to talk about whatever we feel like talking about. And we just, enjoy, we just hope that you enjoy riding along. So um, Carrie Lynn. We were talking about our our walk, how we got here from, you know, where we came from. You have to speak words. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear your head nod. <laughs> well, <laughs> I could go
1: on for a long time about all that and my journey, but uh, I guess really what it comes down to is, um, you know, I come from a family that adopted me at birth. Um, I'm very blessed, definitely very blessed. Great family. Uh, surrounded by a lot of love Uh, the only thing is I just kind of felt misplaced I just didn't really feel like I belonged anywhere and I think a good portion of my life I really uh, sought the love that I just wasn't getting I guess for my family my friends and um, it's kind of a lonely journey if you will and so uh, I can really just say that you know having gone to Sunday school and having the Lord there with me without maybe even really knowing it, um, guiding me along my journey. Um, I just really came to know Him uh, through a lot of tragedies and alone time in my life. And I guess what it comes down to is that when I finally found the Lord, and I gotta say, it was probably my late 30s that I really came to Jesus or had a Jesus moment. You know, I started really going to church and really seeking. His love for me uh, is when I had to, I stopped searching really for what I've been searching for my whole life. And since then, Jesus fills my heart and my life. And that is the greatest love anybody could possibly know. Or at least in my world, that's the greatest love I could possibly know. And which has led me on my journey of faith and, and my walk with the Lord.
0: Amen. Well, my story is kind of like yours and yet different. Um, I was raised by family, but not my, my parents. My father left when I was three. So, um, and when he left, he took my brother. So I was not just abandoned, but I was chosen to be abandoned. So I had met, I had daddy issues. <laughs> I had major daddy issues. Um, which really was a problem for me and God because he is our father. And I didn't understand that, you know, that means that daddies stick around cause mine didn't. And so, um, and then my mom would pawn me off to friends, relatives, friends of relatives, you know, friends of friends of relatives. I mean, just anybody that would take me, um, and through that whole, you know, tossing around like a ping pong ball, I was, uh, sexually molested as a small child. And I finally ended up living with my aunt and her new husband, and it was really strange because I had no problem latching onto her husband as dad, but I always, I still called her aunt Rita. And for the longest time, you know, it hurt her, you know, it really hurt her feelings. And I finally realized that the reason that I did that was because, you know, dad was interchangeable, but mom felt, you know, mom was abusive. Mom did not take care of me. You know, she was just, if there are two kinds of people that should never have children, men and my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And so, you know, calling you mom would not necessarily be a compliment, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so, um, but, you know, as I got older and I would, you know, do things that kids do, you know, like I, you saw something in the store and I put it in my pocket. You know, and I, you know, I, oh, she's just like her mother, you know? So I was the spawn of the evil spawn. And Mm -hmm. eventually my aunt and uncle did get a divorce because he decided that um, he was gay. So she, you know, and that sent her, I'm sure, into a tailspin. I mean, how do you, you know, feel like a woman when you're not, you know, when a man does it better? I mean, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's (laughs) has to be rough. Yeah. I mean, just psychologically, she was not in a good place. Yeah. You know, yeah, I but I was ten, so you know it's yeah. not like I could really identify with that at that point. Sure, you know she was very honest with me, which I so appreciated. You know that she didn't just say, "Oh, well, we just couldn't get along and blah blah blah." You know, she's like, "No, he decided, and you know, he said that he was willing to stay." And I said, "No," you know. She's like, "No, I don't think you will. <laughs> you got to go now. Bye bye." <clears throat> so you know, kudos to her for having the the courage to say, you know what? No, I'd rather go it alone than like this. This is not, this is not going to work for me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. So, um, and then, um, but when they separated, they had two children, they had twins and, uh, they were born premature. And, you know, when they finally came home from the Mm -hmm. hospital, I was just as involved in their caretaking as my aunt was. Um, their room was like right across from mine. And so they'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd go get their, and their little baby bottles, they were, they were measured in CCs, not in ounces. Mm. Okay. And I would go in the kitchen and get their bottles and I would have a baby in each arm and bottles crisscrossed. And, you know, I'm feeding him and she's like, you know, she set an alarm so that she could come get them before they woke up. Well, they would wake up early and she'd come in and I'm in the rocking chair and I've got kids like this and I'm half asleep. And she's like, okay, I guess you got this. (laughs) You know, so when he went to pick up the kids, you know, she goes, you know, oh, yeah, he's going to come, you know, pick up the kids. And she was talking to her mother, my grandmother. And so I packed their stuff and my stuff and it's all right by the door and we're ready to go. And he comes to the door and I'm like, you know, here, take stuff. And he's like, oh, no, this is from my kids. And. Good. And it was just. Really you know so i was rejected again so more daddy issues and you need to go away so anyway i had more daddy issues sorry for the interruption (laughs) that's what happens when you're recording on your phone sometimes people actually call you (laughs) hello it's god (laughs) No, it was my son, Paul. Oh. <laughs> Don't call him God. He's already got a oh, big head. Oh, no. <laughs> he suffers LMS really bad. He's five foot five and just thinks that his crud doesn't stink. I'm mm-hmm. telling you what. <laughs> Don't ever confuse that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and that, but, you know, during that time that I lived with my aunt, I would go to church. They would put me on a bus you know and send me to church the rest of the family didn't go but i was going to church up until the time <laughs> that i decided uh i came home from church and i took all of her cigarettes that she had just bought the whole carton <laughs> saratoga menthols i remember this like a nothing right and i'm in the bathroom and i'm breaking them in half and flushing them down the toilet and flush and she kept hearing the, the toilet flush <laughs> She comes in the bathroom and she's like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And I said, I don't want you to burn in the volcano because at church they had a volcano. And <laughs> if your parents smoke, they're going to burn in hell. If they drink, they're going to burn in hell. If they use curse words, if they this, if they that. And she's like, oh, we're done with this church because <laughs> <no. laughs> they're too expensive a habit for me. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> My phone won't ring for a month. And now that I'm recording. <laughs> well, that's kind of how God works a little bit sometimes, right? It's like, hello, stop for a minute. I got, I got a message. Awesome. <laughs> oh, and this is the reality of our world, guys. So, um, and then um, I didn't really start going to... I, started, I dabbled in church in high school and, and you know, um, but not really... Oh, excuse me and I got um, I got pregnant when I was 16 so obviously not married Um, and had my oldest child who's now 35 and really you know I mean I did a lot of home Bible study but not really you know like not certainly not going to church and um, but I didn't really start getting serious with God until I was 33 and God just got a hold of me and that's a story all by itself of how I started going to church. So, um, but yeah, I've gone to ministry school and, um, you know, I'm ordained by the state of Arizona and, you know, I'm just really on fire for the Lord. And, you know, I mean, I've, my past is I've got, uh, six kids by five different fathers. Um, I've had a push pull relationship with God, mostly me pushing and pulling because, you know, (laughs) that's like, what are you doing? You know, I'm punching at air and he's like, are you having fun yet? <laughs> um, so, um, I had an abortion. I was an adulterer. Um, I mean, so any commandment that you've broken, don't worry about it. Cause God's no respecter of persons. And you know, now I'm just, you know, saved by grace and in love with God and, you know, just really happy to be able to be his hands and feet on earth. That's
1: awesome. I, you know, you had mentioned about becoming pregnant at 16 and, you know, I got pregnant at 26. Okay. 10 year difference there. But, uh, my mom made, I was not married. My mom made sure to go out and get a ring to put on my finger cause she was embarrassed to have me pregnant and around family and friends. And so there was a certain shame involved mm-hmm. with that. And you know, I never thought I would be pregnant and unmarried myself, nor did you probably, right? No. Um, but
0: it happened. And um, well, I'll tell you what, for me, it saved my life. Yeah. Oh, amen to that. I I mean, if if I hadn't gotten pregnant, I would have been dead before I was 17. Yeah. Seriously, I was, you know, because of the sexual abuse and things like that, I was either drunk or working on it by 10 a.m.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was getting pregnant that made me go, oh, not about you anymore, sweet cheeks. Right. (laughs) And that ended it. I mean, I haven't, I hardly ever even drink now. Every once in a while. I mean, it's like my son, um, my youngest son brought, um, brought some beer home and it, I was like, "You know, I have one of those." I had half a beer; the other half is still in the fridge. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, you know, good. It'll probably, you know, go to rot before I finish it. It's just, you know, yeah. I just have no desire for it anymore. And I mean, I was, I was a mess. <laughs> can, well, and I can imagine again. I was a little bit probably more mature.
1: Well, of ten again, ten years older than you were. Um, but you had said something about, you know, not really. Finding God or your relationship with God into two 33. I was about 38. So again, pregnant yeah. 26. So a little bit longer than you where I finally came to Jesus and realized the love that he had for me. But um, you had said you had been out of church for a while. So had I, because I was so ashamed. Even though I'd grown up in church, going to Sunday school, I went to Catholic school. I went to Christian school, um, Sunday school. You know, I did the youth group. I did the whole thing, which I think you you were subjected to uh-huh. church too as a kid.
0: Yes, yeah, subjected is a good
1: word for it. Well, <laughs> yeah, and that's the sad part is because we were subjected to it. And we really didn't learn the love of Christ, the right. way that we're going to share it with the world. Okay? right. But um, anyway, I can relate to, you know, just being feeling ashamed and not wanting to really even step into church. I mean, she mm-hmm. my own parents didn't want me there without a ring on my finger. Yeah. So if they're ashamed of me, why wouldn't my God in heaven and the rest of the world feel the same way? Exactly. So um, that's a, one thing about Deborah and I. <laughs> A lot of our stories um, intermingle, and um, we hope that by working together and talking to all of you, we can really help shed some light on maybe how you're feeling, and we definitely want to make sure that you're talking to us, letting us know how maybe we can help you too. Um, So,
0: Deborah, tell me a little bit more about uh, your journey most recently. Um, Well, let's see. After I went to, I can tell you how I ended up in Bible college. That's a story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been going to church and my friend Sway um, had already gone to the first year of Bible college. And because of that, I knew that this Bible college was so anointed by God that Satan was attacking it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah.
1: As because he does
0: us. Right. Know, the closer but,
1: we get to him. Sometimes. But there,
0: here you've got 150 people. Yeah. And every one of them is all of a sudden going through a divorce. Um, my, my friend's way, she actually had to bury her her son mm. during this time. Um, she, um, the, there was, I mean, people lost their homes. All of a sudden they lost Mm -hmm. jobs. I mean, everybody was going through something because Satan was attacking every way he could because he doesn't want us going out. Mm -hmm. You know, we were at the Rock Church and World Outreach Center and he did not want us reaching out to the world, Mm. period. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, you know, and he's putting out of my heart, you know, you need to go to the Rock School of Ministry. And I went, no, I don't know. I can handle that kind of attack. And um, so he's like, you know, just, just go. I, you know, I'm, I'm asking nicely. <laughs> and, uh, and I know that tone, <laughs> you know, it's kind of the same tone I take with my kids. I'm asking you once nicely. Don't make me not get nice.
1: <laughs> right.
0: It's like, okay, fine. And I had it in my head. Okay. I'll go in. I'll sit at the back, mind my own business, skate through. Maybe Satan won't notice him there. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Good luck with that <laughs> yeah. He ended up having me be the first freshman rep of the student body council for the school they hadn't had one before then so that also got me public speaking and everybody of course because you had to like do a presentation in front of the whole school and so and they have actual stage and lights and you know the whole nine and so and they've got this podium and I'm so short as I'm only five three on a good day (laughs) Most time it's more like five, two, five, one and a half, right in there. But, um, so I couldn't see over and I knew that, you know, I was just a voice out there. You know, I hear words, but who's talking? So I stepped to the side and the lights hit my face just right where it was making me dizzy. And so I grabbed hold of the podium with my left hand and I'm hanging on with my left hand. And so I didn't want to look like I was white knuckling it. So I kind of crossed one ankle over the other and, and they said, oh, you just look so relaxed. It's like, I was holding on for dear life. I don't know what you guys are talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there. You Talk just about fake it till
0: you make right? it. <laughs> you that. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah. And, um, and then my mom died while I was in mm. my first year. So, you know, I was not immune to the attack. Um, but I'll tell you what, I really gained so much knowledge of how to actually read the Bible. Yeah. You know, because I mean, a a lot of the words that are translated into English, they could have used other words from the original text. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, I'm a big believer in the Strong's Concordance, Mm -hmm. because what that, I don't know if you're familiar with what that is. Mm-hmm. it's a great big encyclopedia of words it's a dictionary but it's like backward you look up the word that you find in the verse and then it right next to it it has the verse that you're looking at and then tells you where to look it up in in their list oh that's cool <clears throat> right and so the you know a word you know that was translated um hell hell is a good word hell is actually translated from four different things and it's all translated hell more times than not, when the Bible's talking about hell, it could just simply mean buried in the ground. In old English, um, they would say, you know, go to, go to hell and get me the, uh, go to the hell and get me um, the potatoes. It was the cellar. It was the root cellar. It was no, it wasn't what it is, what we think of as hell, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, but in this book, you can really, and it tells you all of the words that, it could mean. And so sometimes you can read something it's like, that doesn't make sense that way compared to other scriptures that I'm reading. But this word, if we use that word, now it makes more sense. And so I really get a a clearer vision of what God is saying, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wouldn't have that without having gone to Bible college. Mm -hmm. You know, I was able to really learn how to rightly divide scripture. That's a great Way to really understand their interpretation and what's
1: going on in the Bible. I can tell you for myself, having that relationship with God mm-hmm. and listening to him on a daily basis, mm-hmm. I feel like when I do read the Bible, mm-hmm. back from years ago when I was studying in school, right. it became clear. Like I Absolutely. understand it. It's like there was a translation. Right. but when or,
0: you read a word in there and you're like, okay, that's not my understanding of who God is. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes it can come off that way. Right. You know, if you go look it up and you can say, honestly, oh, no, this this word makes more sense. Mm-hmm. When I put this word in that place, that's my God. That's who I know. Mm-hmm. You know? And because sometimes, I mean, the original text of the Bible, do not misunderstand me, is absolutely the God-breathed, you know, two men to write this down. Yes. Okay. When they translated it into English, sometimes words were interchangeable because English is such a complicated language. It is the most complicated language in the world. So because of the complications of English, it can lose something in the translation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, yes. So Mm -hmm. it's not that this book is not to be trusted. Do not misunderstand me because I do not ever want anyone to think that. You know, this is the undisputed word of God. It is God breathed, man written by God's unction, period. If this book says it, I believe it. And that's that. I don't care what Joyce Meyer says. I don't, certainly don't care what Joel Osteen says. Don't get me started. But <laughs> I don't care what T.D. Jake says. And I'll let me some T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Woman, they're, out, they're loose. Hallelujah. Amen. But I care what God says.
1: Absolutely.
0: And what God says to me inside this book, because this is God's love letter to me. It's God's love letter to you. Amen. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what somebody else says. It says, read it for yourself because God will speak to you.
1: Well, and I think that's where we come in. Yeah.
0: I think we can, uh,
1: what our goal is to really help other people to really understand what God's really saying. Yeah, you know, and so on your own, and how
0: and how to uh, and how to apply it to your life because exactly. I mean some, I mean Noah. I'm writing a book about Noah right now, and Noah lived what five thousand years ago. What could he possibly say to us here in 2019? <laughs> what could he possibly have to say? You know, I mean, there was no internet, there was no phones, cell phones. Uh, you know, cable TV, TV, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. You know, What is he possibly going to speak to in this day and age? And I'm finding in my research, he says quite a lot. So.
1: Awesome. Well, looking forward to hearing what uh, the Lord puts out. About, about Noah? Book. Yeah, <laughs> in your book. That's yeah. exciting, but hey, listen, you know, you open your mind to what God wants you to hear, and mm-hmm. that's the exciting part. You know, this none of what we are coming up with or talking about is of our own mouths. And, oh, you know, no. Is, um, the I'm not Spirit smart
0: enough to come up with this. any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm a blonde, and it's natural, okay? I can't even blend the peroxide, okay? It just... <laughs> <laughs> And we'll talk about more of God's
1: sense of humor, (laughs) because as you can tell, we both have a great sense of humor, and we know that God does too, so. Yep,
0: he created me. Exactly. He said, said, oh, I got a joke. Here, let me create this.
1: Well, you bring a lot of light to people, and man, you make me laugh. I love it.
0: So. <laughs> well, I hope that we're making other people laugh too, because we we are a bit on the crazy side, but that's part of our charm.
1: Absolutely. So we definitely. Are <laughs> hey, I always
0: to- say this: if I if if you think I'm crazy, I'm making you look sane. So thank you. Yep. <laughs> you're <absolutely>. you're welcome. <laughs> uh so we're that's gonna wrap it up for us for today did you have anything else you wanted to share no i'm just excited to okay. have you all uh
1: listening to our broad our podcast here uh tune in next time so that you can hear more about uh what we're doing and basically and what god's doing yeah what's <laughs> absolutely and <laughs> we want to hear what god's doing in your life too So don't be afraid to reach out to us, Deborah.
0: Yeah, we have an email. Um, You can email us directly at the letter U, the letter R, diamonds at gmail.com. And then you can also uh, respond to this podcast and we will definitely get back to everyone who writes in. Uh, We also take prayer requests. If you don't want your name mentioned, make sure that you put in that you want it to stay anonymous, and we will absolutely respect that. Um, But we're all about praying, and uh, we're going to go ahead and close in prayer at this time. So, Kara, did you want to close in prayer? You go for it. Okay. (laughs) Father God, we just thank you for this time together, Lord. We ask that you would just um, bless every household represented by uh, the listeners of, of this podcast today. Lord, we ask that you would just um, fill their their spirits and and their hearts with the wonder and awe of who you are and remind them that they are your children. They are co-inheritors with Christ and that they can do anything because Christ is their strength. In Jesus' name we pray in agreement. Amen.
1: Amen. Y'all be blessed today.